Check one, check two, this is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee This is episode 218, 218. I'm here at Alta Cannabis. I have a great guest, my good friend. We got some, we got some cannabis. We got some coffee. We're gonna hang out for about 45 minutes to an hour. But uh, first, I want to introduce my guest. Very cool man. Uh, he's on a Audible series right now that you can listen to called Bloodweed which is uh, produced by Lauren Michaels' company, which is very heavy. He's an actor, comedian, writer. Please give it up for my homeboy, Mr. Boris Hyken, everybody. Thanks, dude. Thanks for having me. Thanks for giving it up, everybody at home. Everybody at home on the internet, everybody smoking bowls in their, in their underwear, hanging out, itching their butt, picking their nose, just thinking, hey, should I click away or should I watch these dudes? I'm saying you gotta watch these you dudes. Stay. Stay <laughs> all day. Uh, we have, this is the cannabis coffee hour, Boris. Yeah. So I like to talk about morning rituals. I like to talk about weed. Mm -hmm. I like to talk about music. I like to talk about comedy. And I know that you're an expert in all these things. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect cross section of my skills, getting high and doing comedy. Yeah, getting high, doing comedy, working out, playing bass. You got an electric bass, don't you? I do, I do. I'm not an expert on that. I am an amateur. I love doing it, love playing bass, but uh, by no means am I uh, a bassist, let's say. Yeah, the electric bass, that's the chillest. We're gonna have, we got, you gotta bring that the next time you're on podcast. Oh yeah, just get in the pocket. Just get in the pocket and chill out. I remember watching this documentary and it was like Elvis, and Elvis would just sit around in a room with electric bass watching TV, like with his head, like that's how he would <laughs> just, just- nodding off. Just nodding off on Percocets and just jamming bass grooves. Peanut butter all over the fucking <laughs> strings. <laughs> Uh, Altay, so you have, this is the space, man. Uh, gorgeous. It's gorgeous. This is a great, we have all their brands here. Altay, uh, these guys have been beyond cool and beyond nice. This is our second episode with these cats. They supplied coffee, they supplied herb, they're producing an environment for creativity right here in Brooklyn. I think it's gonna take root and have mad flowers everywhere. Uh, but yeah, it's a cool space, so thank you, Altay. Uh, but Boris, where are you at with cannabis? Uh, you and I have smoked, we've done, uh, Boris and I have done some hip hop videos together. We've, we've done, done a lot it of- all. Yeah, we've done it all, <laughs> we've done some sketch. Have we done any films? Like like short films? I short, don't think so. Yeah, maybe you hired, you were directing for some company and you may hire me for something. Very Remember possible. when you were working, like, yeah, Good. way back in the day, but yeah, what, yeah. So you've always smoked pot, were you a pot's head? Did you like pot in high school? I didn't smoke pot in high yeah, school. Yeah, you know what's funny is, so this is exactly the origin story for me. I hung out with these kids that were like in my complex and the neighboring complex that were like 
like delinquents, right? And I was maybe a freshman or maybe still in middle school even. And they were like, some of these kids were like maybe freshmen, sophomores that were dropping acid. They were doing like all sorts of crazy shit. They were all bad students. They were all like fucking smoke, picking cigarettes off the ground and smoking butts. Like these like Russian, like fresh off the boat. Like we're here to like contribute the worst of our culture to the American <laughs> culture. And then I, I was like, and I, and that Can kept, I give a little footnote? Uh, Ukraine, you're from, your family's from, from Ukraine, you're yeah, yeah. Ukraine born, and so you came to New Jersey, Boris, Boris is from New Jersey, so this is all, I'm getting all this. Yeah, so yeah, from two one complex, war zone to all another. Russians <laughs> hanging out, smoking in butts and yeah. doing acid. And back then it was, like, nobody really cared Russian, Ukrainian, it was all, like, Soviet refugees that just came, like, so I got friends that are, like, Belarusian, Russian, like, Latvia, whatever, um, but basically... Uh, these kids kept me from smoking. Like, I was in middle school, maybe freshman year, high school, probably middle school, though, and I watched them, and I was like, I don't really want to turn out like them. Like, they don't seem like their heads are on straight. And then I, like, made new friends early on in high school, some of these, I think, like, my sophomore year, probably. And some of these kids were, like, honor roll students. One of them's now, like, you know, a surgeon. Another one's a lawyer. They're all, like, killing it still. And they all smoke weed every day. And I was like, wait a minute. It's not those kids. Everybody smokes. Some kids are just delinquents that smoke, and some kids are good students that smoke, you know? And That's so I started Point. smoking with those good kids. Yeah, th that's the thing about cannabis is like it's blowing up. And that's why I always got behind it in the beginning when I started in San Francisco in 99. I started doing comedy and I was smoking weed and and then I went towards it with like producing content and stuff. Because what I noticed was like whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, whether you're low class, whether you're high class, whether you're an immigrant or whether you're a redneck, everybody has a weed culture in their culture. It's true. Like yeah. every, and, and that's a lot like coffee as well. Like every culture has coffee. Every culture has cannabis. Like it's not just like oh, those are the stoners, or those are the bad kids, those are the good kids. Right, exactly. Although I will say in the beginning, now my parents are cool with it because, like, you know, they know my brother and I smoke. My brother's made his living, like, working with marijuana companies. But in the beginning, like, in Russia, you didn't really have weed like that. It just didn't exist. If you did, it was, like, some random swag that, like, somebody got somewhere. So, like, they did see weed as, like, drugs, you know what I mean? Like, at first, like, you're doing drugs. But then, you know, Russian parents get trained like everybody else to like chill out eventually. Yeah, I mean, living in next to New York, it did, um, it definitely was like that. I could definitely see it. And you grew up a little bit, you're a little bit younger than I am, so you grew up more in the 90s. But I grew up in the 80s in East Coast, and yeah, pot was like, it was, yeah, people got yeah. busted. It was like, you know, it was, it was a rough thing. Kids would get kicked out of their houses and shit. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's weird how it's just evolved to this point. And well, you know, I started smoking. Yeah, <laughs> I started smoking York. college, and I just I fell in love with it because I was drinking really hard. And then I was like these bad hangovers and just a mess. And then I found weed. I just loved smoking weed and watching movies. Like it's it, so much better than drinking. Yeah, I so think it kept me out of trouble. Like like I was drinking in college. Don't get me wrong, but like if I was smoking. I could tell by the end of the night, I'm not going to be as crazy. Like, I'm not, if I, yeah, yeah, if I yeah. didn't smoke for a few days and I get drunk, like, I might be a fucking maniac. I don't know what I'm capable of. Yeah. But, like, if I smoked, like, chances are I'm going to, like, go home and watch some TV or something. Yeah, know? it kind of just, I never, when I first started hosting, like, high time events, like, I did uh, Amsterdam, and I was actually at the very first Cannabis Cup in San Francisco, and it was, like, 2,000 people, and I was always worried that something might pop off. 
But any of those super weed events, nothing ever pops off. Like, yeah. not like, like concerts where there's like booze, like where it's like drink fest. Like, yeah, people <laughs> do pass out. You gotta drink water. That's <laughs> also true. Uh, but, uh, but you also gotta have some coffee as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then when did you start going, when did you, so it was college, you started smoking probably a little bit more? No, no, sophomore year of high school, I was smoking like, like at, at least probably weekly. And then college, I think on and off, I've been smoking more days than not since sometime in high school. I'm not exactly sure when. And I've taken like month breaks here and there. I'll do like a dry January pretty often. And like, I like smoking. I find that if I'm like high all day, that's not ideal, especially like if I'm doing shows, I don't, working out and doing stand up are the two things that keep me from being stoned all day. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, and, and I can still do it. I, I spent like three years, I think, at one period doing stand up where I was high before like every show. And some were awesome, some were a blast. But then there'd be those few where I was just like on a different wavelength. You know what I mean? Where I know. It's just like so cringe where I was like, that. there's no way that would ever happen if I wasn't stoned. Those those are the kind of episodes I can have happening regularly if I'm going to try to do this as a career. Yeah, with live performance, I mean, that's starting in San Francisco. I started out, like, I remember getting serious when I first started doing stand-up and being like, oh, shit, this shit's fucking hard. Like, when I learned, when I finally got up there, I was like, oh, these guys aren't funny. I got this shit all day. And then I finally got up there. I was like, oh, fuck, this is a whole other, you got to really, you know, it's like skateboarding or anything else. You got to put the time in. You got to put the time in or you're going to fuck your, you know, you're going to bust your ass in front of everybody. So uh, I did start off like not smoking. But then over the years, I, I just loved cannabis and I loved performing high. I will say that I really, not nowadays for acting, no weed. Yeah. Uh, Stand up, if it's not like a super serious show, like if it's just like fun show, I do like getting a little bit buzzed. It keeps me a little bit lucid and uh, goofy in the right way for a, to make it fun. But at the same time, stand up is so fucking competitive and there's so much money on the table that you do like, you do, it messes with your head a little bit. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you have your, your highs and lows when you're smoking, yeah. Yeah, but you're that way. What I found is I was that way regular. Right, it's not the weed. Yeah. That's, that's actually one of the biggest things I feel like I've had periods in my life where like I'm not that stoked on something happening or like I'm not going in a direction that I'm like, I need to be like doing this more or whatever. And if I'm smoking all the time, the main reason that I might take a pause isn't even because I think it'll make things better, but it'll take away an excuse. Like I can't be like, you know, if I wasn't getting high all the time, like I would have my shit together with this. And it's like, all right, well then stop getting high all the time. Oh, you still don't get your shit together? Well, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't the weed, so at least I know <laughs> I can stop bitching about it. Yeah, yeah, or I'm not, yeah, yeah it's just pretty much, it, weed is pretty much like coffee in the sense of like, it's not for everybody and it can fry your nerves out and all of that. But we do have some, Alte uh, has been very good to give us some, this is, I mean, this is like some- Premium. Premium high end. That's like a super premium duper. mint can or something. Yeah, like these guys. If you're in on Graham Avenue, this is the spot. Like everybody I've talked to, all the major heads, uh, this has just got great herb. And, the, and this is papaya punch hybrid. This is uh, this is just insane. 
Do you want to try it? Let's have a couple yeah, pre earls. Yeah. I mean, it is the cannabis coffee. As long as it's hours. not an indica, it's too early for that, you know. But a hybrid, I can I can handle a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, but tell me about uh, Bloodweed. Now you did this audible. Now can you listen to it now? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's out. You know what's funny is it was actually going to come out a year ago. It's a podcast. It's starring Haley Joel Osmond and Maria. I think Bakalova is it. I. I I uh, had heard of her uh, doing once the podcast came out, actually, but I I think she's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I did five or six characters in it. Um, it is um, Matt Kleiman and Dan Abramson wrote it. Uh, Matt Kleiman reached out to me like, yeah, like two years ago, this thing was supposed to come out. And then the war happened with Russia and Ukraine. And so the podcast, the gist of it is about some guys who start a weed startup that ends up getting like purchased or invested in by the Russian mob. And so it's like how that had like, you know, your weed culture meets your tech culture meets your Russian mafia culture. And so it's fun. It's a very funny story, but I guess they had some trouble with marketing it when the war broke out <laughs> involving one of the countries. I'm like, yo, you got a Ukrainian refugee on hand? If you need me to be like, I said, it's cool, it's cool, I'll do it. But yeah, they waited. They pushed uh, the release back a year, which is, you know, a, a respectable move to do. I'm sure there was like money on the table and all sorts of stuff. Um, but now it's out and everybody can listen. And the guys who created it are super funny. And there's a lot of other really funny people in the cast. I recorded it in a closet at home, so I did not get to interact with any of the celebrities or people in it. Um, nor did I, yeah, I like found out afterwards. I was like, oh, and this person's in it. That's cool. Yeah, the voiceover jobs. I have a friend that works at Bob's Burgers, and he was like, during the pandemic, was showing that he was like recording all his parts, at like home. at home, like in his bathroom, you yeah, know, with yeah. like with a, with a quilt, like you know, making the you know making the uh, trap house rap. This was super legit. Like, I've done stuff at home, and I have a pretty good setup. Like, I know audio engineering somewhat. I have a pretty good setup at home. Found a closet, blah, blah, But they had, like, a real pro, like, giving me notes on, like, the echo and the sound. He was like, move this pillow over here. They were, like, not that. They were like, if you're doing this at home, this is going to be as, like, pristine as it's going to be at home. They, like, really were on it. I'm going to light one of these bad boys up. Yeah, one yeah, of these let's, let's rock and roll. Um, and how's your coffee? Coffee's great. Are you drinking a lot of coffee these days? Where are you at with your coffee yet? Uh, well, you know, you I'm mentioned- I'm always judging my coffee and yeah. my weed and my meditation. So we, uh, we got married, as you know, right before the pandemic, basically, and got one of those barista, Breville Barista Express, like espresso machines. Yeah. Uh, and that <clears throat> was a game changer because I was actually working, uh, I was working for this company where they had this little studio and they had one of these machines for like celebrities that would film in the studio. And I would of course go and help myself. So I got really used to it. I can make the espressos and do it all up in there. And this thing like changed my pandemic as far as having an espresso machine in there. So my intake right now is I've actually been getting into this new thing I heard on Huberman Lab podcast where you don't have coffee for the first uh, 90 minutes of the day. I do it. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that. Did not do that this morning, but but, I, but most nights I've been trying to do that. I'll um, wait an hour and a half, and then I'll have my coffee. And my wife usually has coffee right away, and so she brews it. So I'm microwaving an hour and a half old coffee on my end from the pot. Espresso? Are you guys? Is the, is this machine? Does it have an espresso side and a regular? Like you can do both? No, but we have a different machine that's a regular pot of coffee. Oh yeah. So that's the one we'll both have in the morning. I'll have it microwaved usually an hour and a half after she's made it. And then probably around uh, like early afternoon, I'll usually do a second 
espresso cup of coffee. Ooh. I'll probably do a tea somewhere in between those two or maybe afterwards, maybe iced tea if it's hot outside. Yeah. And then if I have a show that's like on the later side, like 9 p.m., I'll try to time another coffee for like 7 p.m.-ish. Like a little espresso? I, or, what, kind of whatever's or available. Or just whatever's whatever available. Whatever I can get my hands on, basically. Sometimes that cold cup of coffee in the fridge, yeah, it's like a bump of old school cocaine or something. Or not, not that I, I've never done coke, but it's just like that type of vibe. <coughs> It'll get you up and out the door. Yeah. A lot of it's just <coughs> timing, and, uh, and I think with cannabis is timing and the amount. You know, we're all just like measuring and figuring out where we have the most balance. I do think getting good pot is key and getting organic. This is like some of the best around. Um, this is yeah, all they got like the, terp, the dominance terpene on the label here. Yeah, these shit. guys are complete weed around. nerds in terms of, uh, they got it broken down in terms of terpene. <laughs> and that is like the taste. And the taste kind of, uh, the taste is one of the senses, and the senses lead to emotion. That's what I've been learning with my meditation uh, lately. Is uh, so these these type of like if it smells like this or it's like this, right, right. it gets you in that mood because it, it it emotes that type of feeling in you. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. One of these days, I need to do it. I don't know if I'm, despite the amount that I've smoked, if I'm sophisticated enough to pick up on it. I will generally sativa or indica, or at least a sativa dominant hybrid. But the terpene stuff, I'm not. My palate isn't isn't fine tuned enough, I think, to know yet. Yeah, it's like even beers. I'm just like, as long as it's not a Belgian white ale, like I'll drink it, whatever. Yeah, I'm with that with coffee because I am. But at the same time, I can taste stuff. Like I do have like, with, the, with the weed. Yeah, oh yeah, especially with the weed. Like uh, diesel, I prefer. I think this. I'm not sure if this is outdoor grown. I think it is, since it's like this. This is, uh, this is like prepackaged. Yeah, it's uh, nice. Yeah, it's this is like some of the best pot you can get right now, uh, probably in the world uh, here at Alte. All day, Alte, all day is how I remember it. A L T A. A L T E. E, but they make it look like an A, yeah. <laughs> but then you pronounce it like an A, so all day, all day. Do you have a podcast right now? I do have a podcast with my buddy Joseph Coker. It's called Airbnb Drama, and Joseph and myself have both worked with Airbnb hosting. Joseph for much longer and more extensively than myself, but uh, it's all about like different stories from doing Airbnb shit, weird guests, and like just crazy stuff that happens in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that, that sounds <laughs> great. Pod. I don't want to plug it too much because I want people to stay here <laughs> on this podcast, the listen, Cannabis Coffee Hour. But once, I do, once you we're all to, hustling and, do, and doing these things, but I that, that it does sound amazing. And I know there's so many stories on that. Yeah, yeah. Check um, it out after you've listened foils. to every single episode of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Go backwards from 218 to 1 and then... And then check out Airbnb drama. Then check out Airbnb drama. And, <laughs> and Bloodweed first. You could do that first. We plugged yeah, yeah, that yeah. up. Okay, top. okay. Every episode of this podcast, then Bloodweed, then Airbnb drama. And then check out some old Bo Diddley on YouTube. Okay, okay. Uh, first the Bo Diddley, then Airbnb drama. <laughs> and then uh, what are you watching? Is that how you, like, how do you listen to music? Like, everything's evolving and, and changing so fast. Are you a YouTube video guy? 
Are you a Spotify only? How are you listen? Oh, maybe you're a vinyl. I do. I am a record nerd. That's true. Nice. You do it for real, real. You got the, you oh, got yeah, a good yeah. system and all that. I got a all analog. I got an old tube amp, a Dynaco from 1957. It's like they used to come in kits. They were like called the poor man's Macintosh. I can get real dorky about this. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> go. Uh, we got we we got some weed dorks in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I love sound. I love music. And uh, yeah, I've never been able to f get a kit together. Yeah, yeah. But you, I, I'm impressed that you pulled it off and that sounds dope. Go. They're the most common, like mass produced, made in the US, two bamp. The turntable is a music hall, MMF, I forget which one. But it's a good one. What's the needle situation all about? It's got whatever needle came with it, but it's also a good needle. Nice. Uh, I do not remember what needle it is. But what speaker system is it pumping out of? Old ass. Uh, um, what are they? It's got some wood on there? Oh, yeah, of course. They got a course. wood grain? Maybe Phillips. I just, Phillips, great. If it's just those big boxy speakers, oh, like yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're big ass sounds, old wooden speakers. Oh, they, you know those old bows. Like everybody yeah. had those. Pioneers wooden, were really common. Yeah, pioneers were really common. JVC, all of them. Any, I love speakers, uh, but we don't even use them that much. Like I use iPods and my headphone. Yeah, yeah. And I do have a Bose uh, little travel joint. You got to. You got my to. little boombox. Do you have a little boombox travel? Yeah. Uh, for my wife for Bluetooth. her birthday one year, I got the UE boom for her and we use that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good little guy. Yeah, good little guy. You got to have one. <laughs> you got to have one. Yeah. yeah, it's made hotel life. If it just, it, I mean, it made hotel life into rock star. Like everybody had their own system. Because those speakers tunes. are good. Yeah, like yeah. they will, they have good sound. Yeah, it's crazy. It's very impressive what they started doing all of a sudden. Yeah, and how everybody's had, like you just have to have one around. Yeah. Or you're listening through your MacBook speakers, yep. which is depressed, which is always depressing. Depressing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, otherwise, I feel like new music I either hear in a TV show or I use that Spotify Discover Weekly type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... You're uh, using some algorithms. Yeah, exactly. It's not like when I was younger and it would just be like, oh, who's opening for this band, you know? I know. Now it's all algorithms and, uh, yeah, YouTube. Uh, I, don't mind, I don't mind a good Spotify recommend. I would say, yeah, a lot of my stuff is on Spotify that I listen to yep, has yep. been on recommend. And it's, it pushes your, uh, yeah, just awareness of other music out there. Yeah. Because is this show on Spotify? Yeah, it is. Nice. There you it, go. Yeah. But I am in, uh, uh, my comedy album is not on Spotify. My record label 800 pound gorilla was yeah, like yeah. in some type of thing. So that's what I always bum out about. Word. But the podcast is on there and my hip hop album is on, well, my music album is, nice. I would say it's fully hip hop. Your record's on iTunes? Yeah, my record is on iTunes. My record is, I'm glad it's on iTunes, but that's pretty much all it is. That and YouTube. Word. Yeah. You know, there's like a, you know, a, a creative revolution. Like I always say, <clears throat> Wherever there's good weed and coffee, there's good art. Yeah. Fly, fly <laughs> to it. Vancouver, right? You got some good artists. Yeah. France. France has got hash and like great es espressos. Amsterdam, Starry Nights is yeah, yeah. 
you know, there, I know there's a lot of great artists, but if you ask the <coughs> any common man on the street and you go, do you know Van Gogh? They would be like, yeah. But now New York is like almost like, yeah, no, it's, this, has, this place has so much weed now. It kind of like flipped a switch. It really is pretty wild how quickly I went from like having to call somebody to come through to being able to walk anywhere within a block or like a few block radius and be able to buy weed on a corner. I know. I mean, uh, I always would say check out who you're buying it from. Yeah, um, I've had a couple places where like, Half of it was tobacco or something, and like yeah, it's kind of bonk. I don't yeah. like that. Never no, went no. back there. Yeah, there's some great places in Manhattan that I love. The housing works, and then uh, and then there's stuff out here. This is a private club, um, but they're moving towards it uh, fully legal. But this is kind of like a sign up, and they support artists and stuff. But uh, housing works, I really love in Manhattan, and then just how open it is and how. Yeah, people just have it on the street and it's kind of become normal. So uh, you have a coffee machine, you have some cannabis, you have a sound system. Um, what, do you, what kind of records are you listening to right now? Uh, well, I got a lot of classic <coughs> rock, a lot of funk, a lot uh, of soul. What's your new classic rock that you're listening to? Hmm, I haven't picked up anything new in a while, but I Cream? did. I did get, and I was looking for this for a while, and it was, I actually got it in Greenpoint on the street. I found it in one of those like dudes selling from a box or whatever. And that is Donny Hathaway Live. I've been looking, like I'll go to record shops and like ask if they have it. And probably for a couple of years, I've been asking if they have it. And it's an awesome, he does that like cover of Jealous Guy. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really good. Really good. He, uh, he crushes it. And, and, that record was pretty hard to find. Who's Donny Hathaway? Um, hmm. I couldn't give you much of a bio, to be honest, but I really like that record. Oh, Tanya, thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Uh, and Tanya works here at Altay. <laughs> thank you, Tanya. At Altay. All day. Uh, she gets great Google reviews. <laughs> One of the best bud tenders of all time in Brooklyn. Super legend to become. Uh, as legal, and thank you for the water. I was, were you feeling a little dry? Yeah, yeah for sure. Thank you. Uh, and thank, I, th this cannabis is just so good. Uh, yeah, I am pretty high. I will not lie. I've, I, you know, I love me some humble pie. You should check them out if you're into, <laughs> uh, if you're into classic rock on vinyl. True, true. Uh, and some Fu Manchu. I like some Fu Manchu. Okay. And, uh. I definitely would love to see a rock show, like, right now. Like, have, have you seen any live music recently? Um, hmm. Who's the last person I saw live? I have Wolfpack tickets, and I did also see them not that long ago. Back? Wolfpack. Wolfpack? Yeah. Wolfpack? Yes. Yeah, with a V. Wolfpack. They're pretty huge now, but they kind of got big all of a sudden, I would say. But they're like kind of funk jam, but like the songwriting's really good. They have a lot of guests, like singers. They're very good. Yeah, I recommend them. Oh, I love some good funk. Yeah. Um, yeah, you dig them. And they're then live and dancing. So if, when you get that combination together, dude, that is, they got a horn section? They sometimes do, yeah. Dude, when you bring the horns, 
to a live event, oh yeah. yeah, dude, it pumps. I don't care. It just if you want to experience uh, music in like the most danceable way. Agreed. Have you been to New Orleans? I have not. That's the oh, weird thing man, about me, dude. It. You would love I know. it. I know. I have a boy that I ran with back in the day that uh, that lives there now. You know, I don't. And uh, you should go. I need to go. You there's know, a whole, there's, there's not a, a comedy street. scene, but I know now there's a comedy scene. But coming up, the comedy was like there wasn't road gigs yeah, down there, yeah. so I never really ended up there. And then I kind of like fell out of drinking. But I love good food and I love good music. I yeah, love good funk. Else. I know these drummers. Yeah, I know like musicians just end up there. There's just this street, and it's not Bourbon Frenchman Street, where every single spot on that street just has a dope band, and all of them have a horn section basically, except for this one place called the Apple Barrel, where it's a lot smaller, but they gotta like rock out even more to compete with everybody with a brass section, you know? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can just sit there and drink and hang out in the street and listen to the music. Totally. Like they had a Brooklyn street park the other day and there was a band and I was just running an errand, but it was like middle of the day and it's just going off. Like dude, and people are <laughs> dancing and shit and you just stop and you hang out and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, you can't, how are you gonna hate on that? You know? Yeah, 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 and it's enjoyable. And you're in, all of a sudden in a whole other, uh, you know, dimension. That's what I've been thinking about with meditation is tapping into higher dimensions. Yeah. And and especially like good live positive music. If the timing is right and you're in the mood to fucking see some shit pop off and it, it just puts you into another world. It's true. Yeah. Um, seeing horns, like I said, like I, have, I haven't eaten that many mushrooms, but I do remember who was it? Uh, Maceo Parker. Do you know who Maceo Parker is? I don't. He played with James Brown. Uh, he's a horn guy. <laughs> and uh, Do you know the instrument? It's a saxophone. Word. Saxophone with a full band behind him, a full funk band behind him. And he was kind of killing it on the jam band scene. And like... It was just, you know, it was Maceo Parker. He, like, he used to play with everybody, uh, and everybody would have him on. And I think he's still out there. But, yeah, uh, it's like in Funky Drummer, like, from James Brown. He's like, Maceo. He gives some shouts out. Yeah. But I remember I took mushrooms with my friends, and we went and saw Maceo Parker in this small club. And it's like early, I'm in my early 20s, and oh, yeah. I haven't eaten that many mushrooms. And it's like lights on this full horn section. It's like, you know, just like the best funk music. Everybody suddenly started just riding just the wave, dancing like mad. Like, no, dude, this is like, you know, 90s drinking, just going off. Like every, and I just remember the horns and the lights and the joy just like going, boom, boom, hitting me. And I was just like, Oh, and not, you know, I haven't experienced that since. Yeah. Have you that done mushroom? Good. Have you done mushrooms since? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Run DMC on mushrooms, like, but it was in the later days. Yeah. Wow. And I think it was right before Jam Master Jay died, and it was uh, in San Francisco at this place called the Justice League, and they would have punk band. It was, but it was a big venue, so it was like a back. It was like a big. B venue, 
and uh, ate mushrooms and I checked them out. Nice. It was kind of surreal. I've done mushrooms a bunch, but I'm trying to remember if I've done mushrooms and gone to a concert. I feel like I must have, but I don't remember doing I haven't it. done a lot. I think that's why I brought, and I haven't done mushrooms a lot, but the times I have done them, or I was backpacking somewhere. Yeah, I've done them in the woods or like in a park for sure. Yeah, I did them, uh, I went to Thailand. I went and backpacked all throughout Southeast Asia. I lived oh, wow. in Bali for a month. Right before I started doing stand-up, I quit my sales job after three and a half years. I saved up a bunch of money, like 10 grand. Nice, went to uh, Thailand, hit the reset. I didn't part, yeah, went to Thailand. <laughs> and this is a year before the beach came out. I did the full thing, I, I learned how to surf in Bali. And that was the trippy thing that I'll say to the young bucks is like, the dollar was at its highest point and so this is when Clinton was in office. And you, the minute you stepped off the fucking plane, your money doubled. Like, Word. yeah, you just had more money going to other countries. Yeah, of course. Wow. And then you were in, the, I was in the best beaches. You know, oh, so I went to, a, they, had, they would make mushroom shakes and with fruit on the beaches. And they would have this like techno wow. party, uh, Kosamoy. And uh, that was the one place that I ate of. Like, I was like, wow. That's uh, awesome. That was amazing. And that was more like nature blast, you know, the water, the sky. Yeah. Uh, do you have any nature memories? Like, what's your, like, have you ever been on that? What mountains have you seen? Yeah. Well, <laughs> with mushrooms, not, in my experience with mushrooms is more like there's a guy in a car somewhere in Jersey. <laughs> you yeah. can buy a bag from him. Um, but, but with nature, let's see. Um, it doesn't even have to be mushrooms. Do you yeah, go yeah. hiking? I, do you I go just skiing? Went hiking? I just went hiking to completely pivot in a different direction. I went hiking uh, with my kid and my wife and a bunch of friends for my birthday. We went um, like upstate New York somewhere by New Paltz or something like that. It's beautiful it's up very there. pretty. Yeah, I love upstate, dude. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend that used to live here. I used to live in Williamsburg. I used to live right over here on Bedford Ave, and he lives upstate now. And they, yeah, anybody that, if you go up there, there's a ton of artists, and it's a ton of good food, and then there's a ton of spa, like nature stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure, Cold Spring, that's like the really cute spot. Uh, did you ever skate growing up? I did not. I uh, can do it a little bit now. I didn't grow up skateboarding, though. I don't feel like that comfortable on it. What about snowboarding? Oh yeah, yeah. It's funny, I never really skateboarded or snowboarded. And then in college, I was living with a friend who like went to Mountain Creek every other day during the winter. I got to Mountain Creek. It's a good place, man. It's and fun. I've, yeah, it's fun. I snowboarded there. Uh, that's my one you know, year I go up yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law lives up there. So yeah, I like it up there, man. Yeah. Well, and so snowboarding you could pick, just for stoners is like, that's something you could pick up. I'd say try snowboarding if you can. <laughs> Uh, especially smoking weed. That's another nature memory I have is like listening to, listening to music. Like I used to do that. I don't think I would do that anymore, but listening to music and snowboarding. Yeah, the big one was one of those first helmets. Uh, those like the ones with the speakers in them came out with the skull candy. Yeah. <laughs> you could take a bowl hit and then throw on some tunes if you're not with people. Yeah, with, that's the safest when you're not with people. Yeah, yeah. Boris, you're too cool to be doing this podcast. I appreciate you coming through. Oh, we're gonna I wrap you it up. Me, Is there man. anything you want to plug? Um, 
check out Bloodweed on uh, Audible or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. And check out Airbnb Drama. But first, check out Bo Diddley. Is that who he's Yeah, Bo Diddley <laughs> on YouTube. Definitely check out Bo Diddley. Check out Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers. Check out Maceo Parker. And then after all of those, well, and then check the other out funk Airbnb band that drama. you do uh, in the Airbnb drama. And then uh, yeah, uh, Wolfpack. They're very good. And they're just. Have you seen oh, them live you'll yet? Love them. Yeah, multiple times. And I'm going. Are they a Brooklyn go. band? Do you know about them? They're, we'll get them on the podcast. Should we get them on the podcast? Do you oh, know those you, guys? I do not know those guys personally. You know they're those cute. guys? They're playing like MSG. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. They. I think I saw them at uh, King's Theater the last time they played. And they're, um, dude, they're doing like some crazy amount of Why shows. did they blow up? Do you know? They're just really good. They're all like, <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> it's literally that. <laughs> that is the key. That is the key. And yeah. being good and... Um, all day, all day is good. Tanya's good. We're good. Yoni's good. Okay, peace we're all and blowing love. up. We're all. I mean, yeah. All you have to do is be good, and <laughs> and you'll grow. And uh, with that, uh, I love you, Boris. Thank you for coming love out. You too, man. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Papaya Punch Hybrid. Uh, Yoni on the ones and twos. Peace and love, everybody. That's it for the Cannabis Coffee Hour.